0: Friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. You're here with an open mind because that's the rule, not the exception. Today's episode, we're gonna continue on with a little bit of trait theory, leadership traits. I put out a survey a few days ago. It was a survey where the respondents are able to rank, order a list of 10 different traits from their most desirable to least desirable. I had approximately, I think, 49 respondents come in and I'm gonna share those results on today's episode along with a little bit of analysis but to be honest with you elitosophy i think has came away with more questions and answers that may have actually muddied the waters of leadership for me so i hope you like this episode here we go are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy then a word of caution you are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of Leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. All right, friends, welcome back to Leadosophy. As I stated in the intro, this leadership trait ranking survey, I think it created more questions for me than it answers. If you ask somebody to explain why they are drawn to a certain leader, whether early in their career, or later in their career, I don't really think it matters. You know, what leader stands out for that person? I think more often than not, they will describe some sort of traits in the course of this conversation that this leader had, or maybe something they, they didn't do or didn't have. I think a lot of leadership comes down to trait characteristics. Again, I've talked about this before in the last couple of episodes about the, the dominance of trait theory leadership, explaining leadership through trait theory. But again, if you're talking to someone, again, and they're talking, if they're just talking about what this person or this leader or this coach or mentor did for them, how they affected them, you could probably distill that conversation down into some traits that that leader had that allowed that coaching or mentoring to, to emerge. So I wanted to do this survey, I wanted to send the survey out and I had a lot of people share this survey and I'm very grateful to them on LinkedIn and a few other social media sites. But again, I wanted to do this survey because I had a couple, I had a couple hypotheses. The first one was that the trait rankings were gonna be all over the map. And I have an infographic up here that I created to kind of go over the, the, the results. And my first hypothesis was confirmed, the trait rankings were all over the map. And if you're watching, you can see up here the 10 different traits. And if you're listening, the 10 different traits I, I came up with, and I just, I, I didn't really, I didn't go to a source to pick these traits. These are traits that I thought were important based on everything that I have experienced in my time as a leader, as a follower, what I observed in other leaders and other followers. And these are some things that just popped into my into my brain. And the first 10, I kind of put them in the survey. The first one is competence, technical competence. The second one is dependable or dependability. The third one is communicator, being able to communicate. Empathy is the fourth one. Motivating is the fifth one. Decisive, the sixth trait. Compassion, then charisma. Talent developer, and then someone who is stoic. Those are the 10 traits. And again, if you're watching you can see up, I have a bar graph of how the general rankings shaked out. And they're weighted on a score of 10 being perfect score. So there were 49 people who took the survey. If all 49 people ranked technical competence as their number one desirable trait, technical competence would have had a score of 10 out of 10. So the scores break down as follows. The number one ranked trait score was technical competence, came in at 7.41 or 7.5% almost roughly. So 7.4 out of 10 was the number one ranked trait. And then dependability was number two on the weighted average. Communicator was three. Empathy was four. Motivating was five. Decisive was six. Compassion was seven. Charisma was eight. Talent developer was number nine. And the last place was stoic. Now, here's some initial observations from this this survey. 57% Stoic was chosen as a least ranked desirable leadership trait. 28 people ranked Stoic as the very last ranked trait, which I found really interesting. But two people chose it as number one. So there you have it. 37% again, technical competence chosen as number one desired leadership trait. 18 people ranked that as number one, 17% dependable was chosen as a number one, number two, or number three desired trait. So that was a, that was a large number in those top three rankings. Dependable was, was really high up there. And one of the most interesting things that I'm going to talk about a little bit was talent developer, 0%. That's how many times or the percentage that people chose talent developer is number one were number two ranking, which I found fascinating, and I'm gonna explain why in a minute. The first thing I wanna go over is my second hypothesis. And that was that technical competence would be mid-range to maybe low. And that was blown away. Obviously, I've already said that technical competence was ranked the highest, 37%. 18 people ranked that as number one. And I was talking to my wife yesterday, she listened to my podcast during a run, and she came back and she said, my theory about why technical competence was ranked number one is if you had a lot of junior people in their professions taking the survey, and I did not record demographics. One of my buddies asked me on Facebook if I recorded demographics of the survey, and I did not. I probably should have, or may have maybe given a little more insight. But her theory was that people junior in a profession will rank technical competence in a leader higher. Whereas somebody more senior in their roles, maybe a senior leader, because they already have technical competence, they won't put that as much value on technical competence. And I think that's a, a very plausible theory. Again, I don't really have demographics to, to back some of that up. I don't know if we could have backed that up with demographics. But again, I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago, and he has been in a career profession for nearly 30 years. And he ranked technical competence as number one and decisiveness as number two. Those were his number one and number two desirable traits in a leader. That's what he looked for in people that he mentored, maybe aspiring leaders, people who were moving up through the ranks, which I found that fascinating. So that kind of blows up the demographics a little bit. And again, that's just one example. So that doesn't mean really much of anything. So do we value leadership traits that we may already have or do we value? leadership traits that we don't have. That's one question I had about when I was thinking about the analysis of this, this survey. I got some discussion questions, mainly for the audience, for listeners. And also I posted this infographic on my Leadosophy Facebook group, because I wanted to get their feedback on on a few of these questions based upon the survey results. The first question, number one is, why is technical competence rated so high, yet talent develop, talent development or the talent developer? was ranked or rated so low? To me, this seems like a peanut butter and jelly combo. If I am looking for technical competence in a leader, if that's my number one desired trait, I think the question, if we're going to unpack that, we have to know why. And one of the first things that stands out to me, if I'm ranking someone high as as technical competence, that's what I desire. Might that be because what they can give me their technical competence is a, mean, a means to what I can get from their technical technical competence, what they can share, what they can coach, what they can mentor, the knowledge they can impart on me. They can develop me as a, not only as a leader, but as a technical expert. So I found that fascinating that talent developing and, and technical competence were so far apart on the spectrum. And i would be curious to hear what, what your thoughts might be on that. Question number two is why is the stoic trait ranked so low. And I want to parse out the difference between stoic, like the definition of stoic, which I have that on the graph. Stoic means not affected by or showing passion or feeling. And that's different from the philosophy of stoicism. They're two different concepts, two different concepts. But my theory about why stoic is ranked so low is we're all human and we don't want robots leading us. Now, I don't know if there's fields out there that benefit from having a Stoic person in that position, possibly. I think there are times where a Stoic leader is is necessary, even maybe vital to accomplishing a mission. Someone who can take kind of the emotional side off the table almost completely. I don't think we can completely take emotions out of anything we do I think, again, that's part and parcel to being a human being. But some leaders in certain contexts or situations may have to completely take or try to completely take emotive-type decisions or whatever off the table. And I did find it, again, fascinating two people ranked stoic as number one. So if I knew who those people were, I would say, why did you rank stoic as your number one ranked desire leadership trait? I'd be fascinated to hear the reasoning behind why they did that. Question number three, and I think this is really important, and I think this goes to my first hypothesis, is these leadership traits rankings would be all over the map. Why are these rankings all over the map? And more fundamentally, is leadership trait desirability as subjective as what flavor ice cream people desire? And that may be a terrible metaphor, but I'm kind of serious. Is it really that just that that all over the map? Like it's so completely subjective from person to person, again, law of unique experiences, we're all going to be in unique professions. We're all going to have our own unique experiences in those professions. And we're going to desire and we're all going to work for different people. So again, I don't know if if trait ranking desirability is as subjective as a flavor of ice cream or whatever. Question number four, how important are leadership traits to understanding the essence of leadership, assuming there is an essence? So Again, we've talked about trait theory, trait leadership theory. It's obviously very important. It's a very important factor of how we explain how people lead, why people lead the way they do. But how important are traits to understanding if we we're to identify the essence of leadership? And I remember, I've talked about the essence being the parts that make up the whole of leadership. If you take one of those parts away, leadership ceases to exist. How important are traits to that essence? Question number five, are there any leadership traits that are universally necessary in any leadership role, regardless of the profession? Are there any of the leadership traits that transcend any profession universally necessary? I I think technical competence. But then part of me, I've had a conversation with someone on a podcast and interview, and she worked for for a boss who had very low technical competence, but was very good with vision, getting people to work together, very approachable, So there you go, technical competence wasn't that important. What about communication? Is that a universally desired trait? I think we can make the argument that that's the case. And again, I'm trying to think of profession where communication isn't really necessary from a leadership role. There may be something out there like that, I don't really know. Question number six, what leadership traits on the list above are not on the list above, yet they are vital for effective leadership? So what did I have on the list? What's not on the list that you would add? What traits either on the list or not on the list are byproducts of technical competence? So if technical competence is very high in a leader, what traits are byproducts from that? Will decisiveness be one of those? The more technically competent they are, the more they are able to be decisive in their decision-making. I don't know if they're linked if they're fused together, I don't really know. Are there others? I'm not really sure. If someone is very technically competent and if decisiveness is, is linked to that, could that be to a fault? Could that person be so technically competent that they might be unwilling to hear ideas from others? Right? Does it get to a point where you could be technically competent to a fault if it's linked with decisiveness? And my last question is what traits are desirable for followers, either on the list that I created or or not on the list? And I think that's, I think that's a good question because leadership is not just about leadership; it's also about about followership. Again, the sur- I think this survey was very difficult. I think all of the traits were fairly good traits. All seem like probably pretty good choices and there was probably a fine line between someone ranking one trait number two vice number six or seven. I'm sure some people, I can see how long it takes for people to do the survey. Some people spent 10 or 15 minutes on this, changing things, which might allude to the fact of how difficult it was to rank some of these traits. And I think the last point, or last two points I wanna make is, is number one, do unique contexts call for unique traits? Will traits emerge to fit a situation requiring leadership? I think that's one of the the first points I want to make or questions I want to ask. And lastly, Leadosophy asked, did this survey get us any closer to deepening our understanding of leadership? And I think Leadosophy is potentially a little skeptical. Because again, I think I could come up with another survey with 10 other completely different traits and get, again, rankings all over the map. I could probably put some of the old traits from the last survey and the new survey and they might get ranked differently by the same person who knows if there are other traits to choose from. So, so those are my thoughts on the trait ranking survey. If you have any questions or comments, shoot me an email. Uh, You can go to the website, check it out. If you liked what you heard today, hit the subscribe button, share it, whatever you need to do. I am grateful for everyone who is listening And again, if you can't see the infographic, I tried my best to kind of explain it. And if you're watching, I appreciate it as well. Remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button. And check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.